Yo, what's up, y'all? Hey, let's be excited today, man. This is episode number three of the Multifaceted Minute. I am your host, Reggie Harris, founder, CEO of Harris Multifaceted. And that is a consultant slash motivational speaking slash life coaching company that takes a holistic approach in order to help people become their best and to live their best life using the easy E approach, which is to engage number one, like I do here, engaging, educating. Then after you educate, then you equip, give a person the tools to succeed. Then after that, guess what happens? Then you empower and you motivate and you encourage and you exhort and lift somebody up and push them on forward and empower them to to do better, to be better, to be all they can be and pass that on to somebody else. All right. All right, y'all. So we're going to start off here with our motivational moment here. The first motivational moment um, that I want to talk about today is about being put in a box. Um, a lot of us, we spend our whole entire lives trying to fit into boxes for other people. Um, I'm going to tell y'all a story. All right. So you know, I was talking to a friend, you know, a friend of mine and stuff like that. And they said, man, this person is going through a midlife crisis. And as they were telling that story about this person going, supposedly going through a midlife crisis and how they were changing their lives and how they were doing um, these numerous things that they were doing, only thing that, could, that was popping to my head was midlife awakening. Midlife awakening. Get what I'm saying with that, okay? Think about it. Whenever people accuse somebody and say that they're going through a midlife crisis, and that person, maybe they, you know, their whole life, they may have been just labeled as a partner, a parent, a worker. And then all of a sudden, they come to this awakening that I'm more than that. I want to go get a tattoo. I want to cover my body in tattoos. I want to listen to this type of music. I want to go to this type of concert. I want to go travel the world. I want to go experience these type of people. I want to go and be something that I've always wanted to be. Yes, I'm going to quit my job because I want to do something else. Yes, I'm going to go into a different career field because I want to do something else. And what happened is, is this, man, and I said all this to say this. You know, what was really hitting me was, is that we say that a person is going through a crisis when they're actually going through an awakening. They're breaking out of the box that they've been put into their whole entire lives. A certain perception that somebody may have said about them. You got people right now that have, have withheld their own personalities in order to make other people feel comfortable around them. They've become what they needed to be to fit into that society. They've, they've cookie cut themselves. They made themselves fit into a country club thing just to fit in. And that's really not them. And that's why they don't have any peace. Because I can tell you this right now, peace is the highest is the highest, basically the highest thing that you could ever have in life. 
You can have all the money. You can have all the toys. You can have anything that you want. But you can have all that stuff and not have peace. And if you don't have peace, you're going to still be looking for more stuff to cover that peace. You're going to still be looking for more relationships. You're going to be looking for more um, money. You're going to be looking for more cars. You're going to be looking for, you know, maybe belittling somebody else so that you can feel better about yourself because you're still looking for peace. So when, when, when those types of dynamics and things are happening, you really have to do some soul searching. That's the reason why you do see people have what I would call midlife awakenings, or maybe that happens in your 20s, where you're just willing to like, you know what, this big house is whatever, I'm done. I'm going to go live off the grid. I'm going to go, go plant a garden. Because I never had a chance to do that. And everybody have always put me in a box and said that I'm this and I'm that and I'm going to go do this. That's the reason why you have people, you know, that also like people that are part of the LGBTQIA community. And they finally come out, which it shouldn't even be a come out. But what has happened is those people, because of society, programming, um, and, and all of those things, they've been afraid to be who they really are. Because they're going to afraid somebody's going to treat them differently on the job. Their family going to treat them differently. Somebody's going to do something to make sure that, you know, that this person feels the effect of being themselves. And that is the biggest fear of most people. But then as, as they get a little bit older, and there's a book, so, you know, don't, don't turn me in for saying this word, but the book says the art of not giving a fuck. Until you reach that point, the art of not giving a fuck, then that's when the awakening happens. Because come hell or high water, you realize that at the end of the day, when you're alone, the only thing that really matters is your peace. Did I do the things that I wanted to do to give me peace? Did I do the things, did I live a full life? Did I do the things that gave me adrenaline and made me smile? Or did I just fit into this societal box Mm. Now, I'm not saying go out and be reckless <laughs> and just do stuff and cause inconvenience to people because you feel like you want to do it. But as my mama, here's, here's, a, here's a rule of thumb, as my mom would always say, if whatever you're doing doesn't hurt or harm anybody else and it makes you happy, you keep on doing it. Okay? If it doesn't harm anybody else, if it doesn't hurt anybody else, you keep doing it. And that's the thing. Now, in the process of getting there, you might have to let some people go. You may have to hurt some people. But you got to ask, are you hurting those people in order to get revenge on them? Or you may be setting them free. Okay? By setting yourself free. Because you can't make everybody happy. And we're all imperfect on this earth. So there's no perfect person there's no perfect, you know, there's no perfect relationships. There's no perfect job. But the only thing we could be striving for is peace. And when you strive for peace, that's going to be, that's going to make you a lot more happy. You're going to be able 
to find out what you really like, what you love. And then that peace leads to purpose. Find out what gives you peace. Then from there, find that purpose. And you can still help people. You can still grow with people. But you got to have yourself right first. So don't spend time fitting yourself into somebody else's box. Go create your own box. Go be a box. It's okay that everybody is a different box. And that we all don't have to fit into the same box. But for people that like that box routine, you know, the status quo. And as I said in a post earlier, you know, my challenge for you guys, just because something is different doesn't make it wrong. Maybe the box, maybe the the, the, the rigidness of life and, and, you know, the American dream or whatever it is that you've established your box to be, maybe that is for you. And that is a great thing. But there are some boxes, some people that need to create their own boxes. Allow them to do that. And people that are creating their own boxes, don't look down on the people that are cookie cutters and that fit into a box. Maybe they're comfortable there. Maybe that gives them peace. Be fluid, y'all. All right? So that's the motivational moment there. Now, we're going to move on to the help tip. Since we're doing video now, I'm going to start maybe later on demonstrating some stuff um, that I do in my fitness class. But we're gonna have, but I am going to do some IG lives and some Facebook live of me teaching um, showing you different little things to do at home with if you have a band, um, dumbbells, different things like that, kettlebells and stuff. So, um, you know, giving you some tips to, to yeah, get some of these right here. Boy, I tell you what, nah, I'm just messing. Just having a little fun here. But I do want to start off with a help tip. Do anybody know what plant has the highest nitric oxide you know production of any plant mm. that is the beat so um if you know me y'all know i like to talk about plants i love talking about nutrition um i'm a big beet fan um they don't taste good i don't like the way they taste i would never eat a raw beet Okay, but I will put them in my fruit smoothies, and that is a great way to drown out the taste. So, if you got um, bananas, dates, um, kiwi, watermelon, pineapple, those things do a great job in masking beets taste. Um, I recommend if you have an amino acid supplement. This is my next point um, because I had a major problem with protein shakes, they would give me acid reflux. Especially the dairy ones back in the day. I don't do dairy now, except for like in chocolate. All right, and then occasionally if somebody cook cook it in something, but I do not drink dairy at all. Um, you know, for some people, dairy is good for them. For me, it's not good for me at all. Um, you know, and that happened over time. I used to have like zits on my face and all that type of stuff, have allergy problems because of that. When I stopped dairy and went the more natural route, my allergies didn't get as bad as they you know 
occasionally I have an allergy flare up to something, but they're not as bad. Like my body creates less mucus. Don't have like all that mucus and stuff. Don't have zits and stuff like I used to. So dairy was beneficial for me. Now, that's why I always tell people when they ask me for fitness advice and nutrition advice, I say experiment. Experiment is the biggest thing that you can do because we're all wired differently. And that goes back to that whole fitting into a box thing. You know, we can market, we can put things in a box and market it and make it very well because being in a box is once again, comfortable. But experimentation is hard because you have to like pay attention. You have to try to figure that out. Same thing with peace. You have to figure out what gives you peace. You have to figure out what gives you purpose. So I'm circling that, you know, y'all, you see what I'm doing. I'm kind of intertwining all of this, but begin to experiment with things that, especially on a nutritional aspect, experiment with things and see how your body feels. For me, whenever I do beats with my amino acid supplement, and I'm going to circle that back to what I was talking about here with the amino acids um, over protein because of the whole dairy thing. And then also I went plant protein and that kind of gave me a little bit, like I just didn't like the plate taste of a lot of plant proteins, um, but I found vegan amino acids and I love those. So I put that in, you know, with the fruit, the vegan amino acids, um, different thing, maybe like sea moss or whatever else I have. I love that Thai basil. Y'all remember I talked about that earlier. And, um, but I mix those things in there and that nitric oxide is phenomenal as a pre-workout. Like I get so vangy and like, man, I feel the nitric oxide without giving me the extra caffeine burst. Now caffeine don't really do anything to me. As you see, I'm drinking some coffee right now, but it actually helps me to focus. All right. Actually helps me to focus now because I have ADHD. So I'm neurodivergent and I'm, there's going to be another episode that I'm going to talk about some stuff with that. But as I was saying here, when I, um, when I do those, man, like I get in the gym and I feel it and the sweat is there. I have the energy and I'm going at it. Um, so, you know, my main thing with that is, is make sure that you look into different types of amino acids. Um, amino acids are a building block of proteins going my, back to my science teaching days. Um, and that's the reason why I prefer amino acids over, uh, proteins because the, my body can take the amino acids and turn it into the proteins that my body need. Um, and they can build those themselves through taking also, you know, you need to take your zinc, which helps with that enzymatic activity to help build that type of stuff. So get you some zinc, make sure you're getting outside, getting your vitamin D, um, make sure you're doing that, you know? Um, and also beets are really good in iron. So if you have, um, low iron deficiency, uh, beet smoothies are phenomenal for that. So I recommend, you know, get you some beets in your life. All right. You know, go do that and get some vegan amino acids. All right. So make sure you're doing that. Um, another thing too, that I want to recommend also is, you know, like if you're working out a really good exercise for the, uh, glutes is doing the glute bridge with your back. And I'm going to demonstrate that one day in a video with your back against the bench, heels into the ground. You pick up one leg with the opposite arm up. And what you do is basically a pelvic thrust with the top of your back. You know, um, you start out with that lean and then you thrust up like I'm here. Boom. And I'm thrusting up into a flat 
reverse plank, basically, with the one knee up and the opposite arm up. And then you bring it back down with both heel, you know, with both heels are now on the ground and you explode up. And then one, like if I got my left arm up, the left knee is pulling towards my face. And then I'm also in a flat bridge. Those are phenomenal glute exercises. I promise you, those will blow your glutes up. And you'll be feeling if you do like three sets of 10 on each side, I promise you, you're going to be like, oh my gee. You know what I'm saying? Oh man. So that's health and fitness there. Moving on, let's talk about some news real quick, man. I, um, you know, I, I for one, am very disturbed with the, just the over, the, the extreme politics. Um, I'm kind of over it. <laughs> As a person that can see things, I'm neurodivergent. And so when I talk to people, I can see things both ways, but I'm also a big facts person. And what I mean by that is, is that, okay, I understand this is your point of view, but this person's truth, your truth is not this person's truth. So we got to learn how to meet halfway because there are more than one truths. A lot of, we don't like as much as we don't want that to be, there's, there's more than one truth. Like nobody wants a hyper-socialist environment. Nobody wants a hyper-capitalist environment, which we definitely are going into um, with everything you see with the gas prices and stuff, and they've dropped, which has been really good here. But at the same time, when you look at what the oil companies have done and OPEC and all of that, you've seen that their profits and everything dropped tremendously during the pandemic. Well, guess what? When we got back to normal, how convenient was it for them to jack everything up across the world? And here, once again, in America, we still have the lowest gas prices in the world. And there are uh, countries that are right beside oil countries that pay, on average, double what we pay per gallon. And most people in those countries drive fiats and stuff. So we are very, very blessed here in America. Um, and that's one of the things I always look at when I talk about that. But when you look at the hyper-capitalism, it does affect all of us you have this huge gap between the have and the have nots. And you also look at like, you know, affordable housing. The have nots can't afford affordable housing. So how can you work when you don't have a house? When you don't have a place to go home to, when you're constantly plotting and strategically planning how my money is, how I'm gonna stretch and make my money long. Well, you ain't really got the mental capacity to work. And then people tell you, say, well, you can't do this job because you don't have this degree. Well, how am I gonna get a degree if I ain't got no money? You know, and all of these other factors, the social factors, the mental factors, the stuff that just comes up in your life, you know, getting tags for your car, making sure your car maintenance, you know, buying stuff that, you you know, buying foods that are properly for proper nutrition. You know, you got to eat, you got to fuel your mind and body. And so a lot of time, I think there's usually a big, big, big misconception when you live in two different aspects of life, you live in two different environments, you have a bad misconception of how life is for somebody else. Give you an example for myself. I know I live in male privilege. Let me tell you, give you an example. I'll tell y'all a funny story with gym. We're going to the gym. So as a woman, a woman, when she gets ready to go to the gym, she has to make sure that she wears stuff that doesn't reveal her camel toe. She has to wear stuff that maybe if she got big boobs, 
that booth that she's not wearing something that's inviting to somebody. When she walks to the gym, she has to park in a well-lit area. If she wants to go work out, most of the time a woman cannot go jog at night. As a dude, I can go do that. Or I can go run in nature and do different things. We found out through just watching stuff happen, you know, women getting kidnapped, women getting raped, women getting beat up, all this type of A woman cannot go in a wooded area and run and enjoy nature as a man could possibly do. Now, I know that I live in male privilege. So whenever a woman tells me about her struggles in the gym, I can't just sit back and just say, well, you know, well, that's on you. Because her reality for getting ready to go to the gym and going to the gym is completely different than mine. I can just wake up out of bed, put on some shorts and a t-shirt or an A-shirt or whatever and go to the gym. And then with the machines and different, I can go bounce around, do, you know, free flowing around the gym. Women, some women don't have that choice. They don't have that opportunity. And if a woman sometimes get a little sweaty, you know, she get judged for being sweaty, a judge. So she has to like fragrance up and stuff just to even go to the gym. Dudes can walk around musty all day. You know, he's just a guy, you know, he's stinky, but he's a guy, you know, and that's what men do, <laughs> you know, and, and just like, you know, when you talk about a woman being feminine with less hair, you know, as a man, we can walk around with a lot of hair and still be considered masculine. A woman cut her hair off. She's not considered as feminine. So like I get to walk around in male privilege. So when a woman comes and talk to me, I can listen to her. And that's the same way I feel like when you talk about, you know, conservative versus liberal, when you talk about the, the dynamics of it, most of the time you live two different lifestyles. You live in two different environments. So you have to listen to each other. And I think that's the discord because one side says, well, I got to have it extreme this way. And I got like, what makes me upset is, is watching the political ads. Oh, I'm the ultra conservative and we're going to do this and we're going to do, oh, I'm the, the, and it's like, you're not talking about policies anymore. You're talking about bannering, uh, bannering and basically making people like you better than other people. Which for me, if you got to find peace that way, if that makes you happy, where you can play cognitively dissonant to other people, as long as you and people around you and that you know having their way, that says a lot about your identity. That means that your identity is found inside of being a part of a group instead of as an individual. That's why I think a lot of people get so shaken up by political identity because their identity is not found in themselves. It's found in who they are associated with. Think about that. And that's not good. That's never good. I don't care what status you are in life, poor, you know, middle class, whatever. If your identity is found in what you are associated with, instead of the true individual, you would never find peace because if that thing gets disrupted, you're disrupted. Mm, think about it. Another little thing that was in the news was the um, thing with Sesame, uh, the Sesame Place. Man, that was horrible. Uh, as the films begin to to emerge of the characters and how they treat uh, colored kids, um, it just makes you think, you know, uh, 
at how racism, sexism, and all these things are, you know, um, perpetrated in a variety of different ways that are passive aggressive, but people still feel the same type of pain as if it was aggressive. And then, you know, you, 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 like everybody is open until the world teaches them to close up. And that goes back to my box thing again. And that when, when you close yourself in that box, you get, you, you're not going to have peace, you know, because a lot of times you want to be a good person, but because the world has been so evil to you, you actually sometimes put yourself in a box for protection. As I said here earlier, for some of us, the box is safe and that's okay because your past may have pushed you towards being inside of that box. So as I look at that, I, I, I challenge you guys to just go YouTube the videos of the Sesame Place. And, um, you know, in Sesame Street, if you go look at the history of Sesame Street, it was actually created for poor and black and kids of color, um, which is the weirdest, the most ironic thing about the Sesame Street characters and everything. So when you go back and you look at the Sesame Street characters and the vision behind Sesame Street, <clears throat> the $8 million that was given to create the brand, create the, the TV shows and all of that, that was to educate kids that were at home, poor kids, you know, to teach them social skills, to teach them basic uh, math and, you know, and let them know, hey, it's okay. Because you think about what Sesame Street was, the, 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 the environment of Sesame Street, it was like, just like an inner city. And if you go look at the characters, you go look at the, how they interacted with each other. And if you go back to the early uh, Sesame Street days, there were a lot of, you know, um, prominent, prominent black actors, actresses, um, you know, civil rights leaders that were special guests on those shows. So, man, what type of irony we living in right now? Um, but there's something to think about with that. Going into sports, and this is kind of like a sports, but it's also going into that whole thing too of what our theme was at the beginning. Uh, man, I was just watching, um, you know, LeBron James show uninterrupted, and LeBron, he was like, you know, and he like his quote was basically like after his first five years into the league, he started not just giving a fuck, and he said, I don't give a fuck what nobody think about me. I am, I am him, I'm him. And what that's saying is, you may look at it like, what do you mean by that? Well, this is what he means. He secured himself. He know that he put in the work. He know that he's talented. He know that he takes care of his mind. He takes care of his body. He know that he puts in the right effort. He studies the game. He does all the things that he needs to do to put himself in a position to be great and he is great so when you know and you secured who you are and the work that you put in within yourself you can say hey i don't care what people think i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna go create my box i'm gonna be in my box i'm stepping out of everybody else's box what they think i should be because i am that person i am him or i am her and as i get ready to close today I want you to understand 
You got to be you. I am him. I am her. Be secure in being who you are. Understand as a female, you're like yin and yang. Male, you're like yin and yang. Let me tell you why. When you look at the circle of yin and yang, you have this one part that's white and you have a little dark circle in it. Look at the other part. It's dark with the white circle in it. As a male, you have some feminism in you. As a female, you have masculine traits in you. And what I mean by that is, is that traits that are usually attributed to a man or traits that are usually attributed to a woman, not necessarily defining either one of those, but you do have all of those dynamics. And you need to embrace those dynamics as it does, as it demonstrates in the yin and the yang, which makes the whole circle there as they are both half circles with some of each other in there. In order to be complete, in order to be peaceful, they all, it, the whole thing has to work together. And one is gonna have some of other. You can't understand good without the bad, and you can't understand bad without the good. Light is not light without darkness, and darkness is not darkness without light. So, as I close today, I wanna say I love you, and it ain't nothing you can do about it, as my mom would say. Peace.